Be sure to get down, good Lord, with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. Can't get them out of your mind, no. They talk about the sports all the time. All right, welcome to Two Idiots Talking Sports. I'm your host, Alex. This is a emergency Washington, D.C. is burning podcast joined by my brother from the airport, Jesse. What's up, Jesse? What's up? This was such a special pod, I decided to call you from Dallas Airport even though I live in Mexico. <laughs> Flew to the States just to get on the podcast. On your way to Istanbul, what lounge are you in? I was in the Turkish Airlines lounge earlier, which is very nice. Now I'm in the United Airlines lounge. Somewhat dumpy, but uh, <laughs> the booze is still free, so I'm getting by. Is there free food, too? Yeah, really good cookies here. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get what the, You just got this from a credit card, too, right? Uh, well, I'm, I've got United points, and I get, like, free lounge access with them. The priority pass is money. All your listeners, I know you don't have any official sponsors other than somewhat Timber Pizza, but uh, <laughs> Chase Sapphire Reserve priority pass gets you in all the lounges all across the world. It's amazing. I've had it for two months. I'm loving it. Turkish Airlines Lounge in Dallas was giving out, like, legit amazing Turkish food. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was in there, and I was like... Alex would be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think for my wife's uh, humiliation, I'll probably maybe avoid it because she already gets mad at me when I binge out that much traveling. But, I was going to say, it's not any better when you're, like, crushing two Five Guys burgers. <laughs> you're paying for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, yesterday, it's been a big week in sports for D.C., First, John Wall got shut down for two months, which we'll talk to about in a minute. But yesterday, we're filming this, or recording this on a Wednesday, January 31st. I won a big basketball game, fourth quarter, like really gritty game, walking out of the gym feeling great. Look at my phone, and boom, Alex Smith has been traded to the Redskins and hence started a emotional roller coaster that really didn't finish unfolding for another two hours. Where were you when you heard about Alex Smith? I was uh, I was actually watching the State of the Union, uh, <laughs> which was interesting in its own right. But then I was on Twitter and I saw the news, and I was crushed when I first read it. And then, like you said, as the news kept progressing, it kept getting worse and worse. Uh, so it was very depressing just seeing the headline because you knew uh, Kirk was gone. But then, as more details leaked out, it just was. The culmination of all things Redskins and stands for an upcoming horrible season in probably five years. Okay, I'm I'm actually trying to find silver lining. I'm like so pissed off at the organization. But when they initially traded for Alex Smith, I called you right away. And I was freaking out and we both agreed, we're like, oh, they have Alex Smith for a year. Third round pick at the time it was we didn't know the pick. And we're like, all right, well, we'll see. We'll probably, we're guaranteed going to draft a quarterback. So we started talking about all the quarterbacks in the draft and what does that look like. But then, right. and then I sit down for dinner. I was at a group dinner just completely freaking out. Then it comes out that they're guaranteeing him $71 million, the third highest guaranteed total for a quarterback in the league. So that was number two, devastation. 
Then it goes from a second round pick to a third round pick. And then Kendall Fuller was in the trade. Then he wasn't. And then he was. And for me, the Kendall Fuller part of the trade is far and away the most frustrating. The Cousins, like, we'll talk about Alex Smith versus Cousins. But Kendall Fuller is a promising young DB. He's number one rated slot corner in the league. And with Brashad Breeland being a, first, uh, being a free agent, I thought for sure they were going to let Breeland walk because he's not that good. And then, and then have Fuller to step in. And now they traded away their replacement, their cheap replacement for their probably expensive DB that's about to hit free agency. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll come back to Fuller because when that news came out that he was traded, that was like the end and the most crushing part because, like you said, he's this great young prospect. But stepping back to just the initial aspects of the trade, a, this trade never would have happened if they would have just signed Cousins to a moderate long-term deal two years ago, but they didn't, and they backed themselves into this corner. At the end of the season this year, I told you Cousins was gone, A, because he probably wanted to go, and B, because for whatever reason, Snyder and Allen disliked the guy, and they wanted to get, I was convinced they wanted a rookie quarterback to sort of excite the fan base, because I don't know about for you, but for me personally and for a lot of Washington fans, we just don't give a shit anymore. Like the team is hard to watch. They're never good. They don't have any exciting players. I love Cousins, thought he was a great quarterback, but we could win with him. But I had this feeling that Snyder's like he wanted his next RG3. And so when the Alex Smith news came out, I'm like, okay, he's got one year left on his deal. We'll draft someone that'll get the base excited again. But as soon as the news came out that we'd extended him, I was crushed. I'm like, so this is this guy's our answer for the next four years, the most boring quarterback in the league. He's decent, but he's old, and uh, and he's not exciting at all. He can't throw the ball downfield. So uh, it's just it's just crushing news. He the the contract literally knocked me sideways. Because after 10 minutes, I was like, all right, well, we'll draft a quarterback. Alex Smith is all right. He's going to be 34 on opening day. He's not, everyone's like, oh, he's 34 on opening day. And I actually think, though, Alex Smith might be as good as Cousins. Like, I, there was a poll today I saw online that most people would rather have Alex Smith. That's crazy. I mean, because Alex Smith is decent. Um, but he's not as good as Kirk Cousins. Like, Alex Smith, I think his numbers this year were the first time he had uh, I don't even know if it was 30 TDs, but it was a certain amount of yards. and 4,000 yards. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just pulled right. up his ESPN profile, and he's got all decked out in Redskin stuff, and I wasn't ready to see that. <laughs> 26 touchdowns, oh, yeah. five interceptions. 26 TDs to five interceptions is crazy. I mean, right. he. But I think it was the first time he's had over 25 TDs and over 4,000 yards in his career. Cousins has done that all of the three seasons he started, and Cousins is four years younger. So there's no question from like a skills perspective who's better. Well, Cousins is also going to cost. I mean, I. Cousins is going to cost what 30 million a year. He's going to be the highest paid player in the league. 35 million a year. I mean, I think if they're going to lose Cousins, I'm not defending the trade. What they gave up, like I'm, we'll get to that in a second, but just in a vacuum, Alex Smith versus Cousins. You're get, would you rather have Alex Smith at 23 million, or would you rather have Cousins at 33 million a year? I'd rather have Alex Smith for one year yeah. and not extend him and draft a quarterback. I, I, the extension is tough. In, in the 71 million I read today, the details of the contract aren't fully out yet. And so technically, that might not be fully guaranteed money. 
So everyone's like, oh, 94 million over four years or whatever it was, 71 million guaranteed. We don't know the details of the contract, so it might not be as lucrative as everyone thinks. It might only be, you know, three years, they're saying. It might only be partially guaranteed up to a certain point. But I feel have like... The Reds, have, have the Redskins ever gotten the better side of a deal ever? Like no. when we signed Bruce Smith or Dion or even this trade right now where, like you mentioned earlier, we trade our stud, young, cheap cornerback. Uh, the Redskins are always on the losing side of every deal, whether it's a trade or free agency. So you can guess that probably the majority of this contract is guaranteed. Because why would Alex Smith want to sign an extension with such a horrible franchise? <laughs> I mean, we definitely lost the trade. There's no doubt about that. I think there's a real chance, though, that the Redskins are better than they were not just this season, but I could see us competing for the division next year based on how our offseason goes. I you think, are crazy. You are, you are literally insane. I mean, I, if you look at our offensive pieces, it's not like Kansas City's offense, which was like fifth in the league last year. You know, Tariq Hill and Jamison Crowder. Tariq Hill's better, but Jamison Crowder, there's like a comparison. Jordan Reed, if he's healthy. Tariq Hill is way better. True. Uh, I forget their their Gronk wannabe running back, Kelsey. Kelsey. He's way better than Reed, who's never on the field. And our running backs are garbage. Chris Thompson's okay. He's a third down back. Kareem Hunt was amazing this year. And they've got uh, Andy Reed, who's like a great offensive mind. Whereas Jay Jay Gruden, I think he's fine. But... um, their offense is way better than ours. We have a good offensive line, but uh, but we just don't have a lot of playmakers on offense. And it just kind of <laughs> – they basically it was probably did as well as they could have done replacing Cousins in just name. Like, you know, if Cousin walks in free agency, was it going to be Colt McCoy or whatever? But the extension and the fuller – like, and that's what made last night so so awful – was as all the news was like, oh, the Cousins era is over, and you're, like, emotionally reeling from that. And then it's like, oh, they guaranteed him $71 million, and then you're just, like, floored. And then, like, oh, and Kendall Fuller is a part of the trade, and it just absolutely ripped the heart out of Redskins Nation. Everyone was so pissed off. And then all the – did you see on Twitter all the fans were go, or all the players? Like, the whole defense is irate. Everyone's like, hell no, this is crazy. Swearinger was going crazy. Everyone was saying he's the best guy in the locker room and he's going to be the super pro. Uh, yeah, so well, I mean, it doesn't say a lot for like, I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee Fuller's going to be awesome. Like, he's going to go to Kansas City and be awesome. I guarantee it. He, there's no way he's not going to be a good corner. Well, what's funny is uh, this is the second time this has happened where Andy Reid has traded us his aging quarterback. And the last time it happened with McNabb, which we traded a second and third round pick for, that didn't end up going all that well. So, you know, Andy Reid probably knows he's like a quarterback's guy. When, and he's getting rid of Alex Smith for an untested, like, basically rookie quarterback. So what does that tell you about his thoughts on where Alex Smith can take you? I mean, yeah, oh, well, Super Bowl... Like, I'm not really worried about competing or being, like, the best team in the league. now. It's so shitty the way the Cousins thing unraveled, where I really thought if they came to the table, like, a year and a half ago or two years ago and made a competitive offer, they'd be able to sign him. And then the fact that they made one offer, he never countered, and they just wrote it out. They lowballed him, and then they were the, the smear campaign all season. 
I mean, is any part of this you're just happy that the cousin saga is over, even though it means he's gone? I mean, I would be happy if Alex Smith wasn't our quarterback. I mean, and like the problem is, is I love Cousins, and obviously I want him to have success, but I'd much prefer for him to go to the Browns and put up like big numbers and still have the Browns be horrible forever. Because if he goes to the Broncos this year and wins the Super Bowl or goes to the Giants and they're contending for the NFC East and we're horrible, it's just going to be like that much more crushing that he's not here and that our management made another horrible decision. I mean, well, the Bruce Allen, what else can you say about Bruce Allen? Everyone, he, is he the most hated man in D.C., or is it still Grunfeld? I mean, those two are neck and neck. It's amazing that uh, they must have, like, so much dirty laundry on Snyder and Leonsis to keep their jobs because only for Washington sports could you keep your job for 10-plus years and never win any type of championship or even sniff a championship. I mean, we'll see in the defense – you know, I don't know what they're going to do. They lose their third-round pick this year. They said, they, but, you know, we might get it back in 2019 on a compensation pick based on what we do in free agency. But, I, don't, I mean, the defense is still a disaster. And they just gave up one of their best defense, young defensive players, and their Breland is out there as a free agent now. Do they have to spend? You know, they save money by letting Cousins go and signing Smith, but then use that money to keep Breland instead of Fuller. It doesn't even make sense. I don't understand Breland, the rationale. Breland is not good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm out on Breland. So, I don't know. It was such a depressing day. It's been tough today. I've, like, had a hard time just getting through the day. Everything online. A lot of people have been pretty, you know, complimentary of Alex Smith, being like, this is a good landing spot for him. Their offensive line is above average. They need to go out and get a weapon or two. But with Gruden, he could be good. You know, I feel like the same principles lie with him that were lied with Cousins, where if you could build up a good enough team around him, that you could be competitive. You know, we're at I mean, Cousins. I, Cousins. I was crushed last night. It was just like the end of the Cousins era, getting rid of Fuller. But I was actually okay today um, because I really don't care about the Redskins anymore. They've, like, crushed and demoralized me as a fan where if they're good, I will watch them early in the season. I'll watch them. As soon as we start, like, slipping out of the playoff race, I would much rather do anything than watch this horrible franchise with no likable players. I mean, in the past, I would go to the bar and watch a 2-13 and Redskins team play. But at this point, I just don't care enough about them because they've been bad for so long, and the ownership and management is complete garbage. Yeah, until they get rid of Bruce Allen. What do, I mean, even if they fire Bruce Allen, which isn't going to happen, at least not in the next year or so. They still have Snyder. But, Sny- I mean, Snyder is pretty young for ownership. What is he, like 50-something? Yeah, he'll be there until we are very, very old men. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what, I read a tweet yesterday that compared they're like, they're like Snyder is the James Dolan of the, of the NFL. Which was just like, oh, the two worst owners in sports are the owners of my two favorite teams. Right. All right. Well, I was like ready to be kind of positive about Alex. Like, oh, it's a it's a lateral move. Our offensive weapons are comparable to the Chiefs. Maybe the contract isn't as bad as we think. If we build up the defense, we could still be competitive. You know, if we bring in one offensive player, a wide receiver, and we just address the defense all over the place and stay healthy, can't this team compete for the division next year? 
the Eagles are in the Super Bowl right now. The Cowboys are missing their best player for half the season last year. We are there's no way in hell we're contending. We don't have a good team. We were bad last year and we lost our star quarterback. So I don't envision any scenario where we win above six games. <laughs> oh Jesus. And then we're locked into a mid thirty year old quarterback. Last thing on on Cousins, where do you want to see him sign? And I don't know if I'm ready for Denver. And put up huge numbers to prove that Snyder and Allen were wrong, but have him never achieve personal success because that would crush me too much. If he goes to the Broncos and wins the Super Bowl, I'm done with the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm trying to be positive about it. I don't know if I'm that dramatic. I don't know if he's good enough. Like, if he goes to the Broncos or, like, I, I, I was saying all last night Jacksonville, but now they're, like, Bortles contract situation. I don't know if that's an option. But if he goes to just a bad team, I don't think he's good enough to elevate them. We saw that this year. Like, the Redskins were a bad team, and he put up numbers, but we were still not good. And whether that's his fault or not is irrelevant. Like, if he's in a, a good run game with a great defense like Jacksonville or lesser extent Denver, then... I think they yeah. could go to the Super Bowl. Of the viable options where they're saying he could go, I think if he goes to Jacksonville or Denver, he could be a contender right away. You know, if he goes to the Browns or the Jets uh, or the Giants, those teams are still going to be bad. But he has a chance to make a ton of money and go to the Jags or go to the Broncos and win right away, I think. I mean, just thinking about it now, he goes and he becomes the highest-paid player in the league, and then he wins the Super Bowl with the Broncos, is like... And I have nothing against Cousins, but it's so gut-wrenching that the Redskins, after 25, 30 years, finally find a quarterback and then screw it up so much that they have to trade away a third-round pick, a promising young DB, and give a ton of money to an older replacement that might or might not be as good. Great. Only the Let's Redskins. Not about, let's not talk about it anymore because it's depressing. Uh, all right, John Wall, shifting gears to the other Washington sports team. Another depressing story. <laughs> out six to eight weeks, cleaning up his knee. What is your freakout level right now? Because Zach, who couldn't be on the pod today after the Blake trade, which I'm hoping to get Big Drew on and talk about after, he's like ready to trade John Wall. Are you? Where are you with the Wizards and John Wall? And in this recent development, I mean, my freakout level isn't all that high, all things considered. I mean, this whole season has just been a disappointment with how bad Cleveland is playing, and then with Gordon Hayward going down, like the window was open considering how well the team played last year and being a game outside of the Eastern Conference Finals. But uh, we just struggled all year. And so, while going down six to eight weeks, is brutal, and I think it pushes us into the bottom half of the East. I still think we'll make the playoffs, um, but I'm like long term, I'm not devastated about it. We definitely shouldn't trade him. That's crazy. I mean, he had an MVP type season last year. He struggled this year, but maybe it's because his knee has been banged up. Um, I just hope that they they don't trade away a first round pick and they keep their eyes sort of towards next year and not this year. I like that take. I, not just the dot trading him, which we'll get to in a second, but I like that. If they give up their first-round pick for even, like, a bench guy that will be around for this year and next year, like Alec Burke. I don't know. Is Alec Burke's a free agent? And they've been rumored to him. 
But a first-round pick to just give away for another rental at this point, it'd be three out of the last four years, is too much. Like, I just can't, I can't watch that anymore. I, yeah, I, there, was a, there was a leak coming out of the Wizards that they really don't want to, their, their goal is to hold on to their first-round pick. And, like, the Wizards are the only team that have to, like, set a goal to not trade away their first-round pick because uh, they always do it all the time. And they've actually had pretty good success when they hold on to their picks with Oubre, Porter, Beal, and Wall. But they just trade away every other pick for short-term rentals like Bogdanovich last year. And this year, given that Wall's out, we're going to have a low seed. We're probably not going to do much anyway, so it would be nice to just hold on to the first-round pick, get a nice young big or something like that, or a young scoring guard off the bench, and then maybe try to move some of those contracts that have, like, one year less on them. Well, you're 28 and 22. You're two and a half games. Nice nice, nice win over the Thunder last night, yeah. which was super impressive. A, gr- a great Wall. win. Two and a half games out of the eighth seed. Four and a half games out of the playoffs. Detroit just got Blake, which I'll talk about with Big Drew, but... I don't think anyone's going to catch you. I mean, Detroit has got a mesh. Reggie Jackson's still out. I just, even without Wall, I think you guys will be better than Detroit. I mean, I think you'll make the playoffs. I agree. I like the idea of thinking until next year. Beal is balling. I think they need to look to move Otto. Like, how do I just want them to trade Otto and, and then elevate Ubre? Because Ubre, you have this year and then next year. I think he's a, and then yeah. I think he's a free agent. I mean, he might be restricted this year, or I don't know. I mean, I I like Ubre a lot. I mean, I know Zach is obsessed with him and has been since we drafted him. I don't know that his ceiling is that much higher than Otto. It's like Otto's a very good player. He shoots the ball incredibly well. He's like the ultimate hustle guy. He leads the team in like deflections. Uh, he's good on the boards. He just needs to be more assertive. And Ubre has had an awesome season, but you get rid of Otto, and then you sign Ubre to this massive deal, and you're sort of in the same situation that you are now. So I don't know if Otto is necessarily what's holding this team back. What's more holding them back are their bigs, who are absolute garbage. Garbage. And coach, who can't get them to play good ball in the fourth quarter or any defense. Well, it'll be, I'm excited to see Beal, even though Wall's already missed a lot of time this year. Beal continue. I think if the silver lining to this season is Beal not just becoming an all-star and being awesome, but kind of feeling feeling out being like the you know the leader of a team and being the focal point of an offense and having everything go through him, which is great for a player's development. I mean, he's averaging 24 points a game. We'll see if Otto could step up a little bit. I think Otto's actually had a pretty nice year. He's just kind of coasts too much. Yeah, no, Otto. Otto's. Otto can play really well when he wants to, but he just gets out of the game flow too often. He's not aggressive enough, and I don't know if that switched web or flip. Beal has been amazing this year. His biggest issue was always he was just a shooter, and he couldn't do anything off the dribble, and now he can take it to the hoop with, with super ease. He's got great moves. He can put it off the backboard. Uh, and he can score almost at will. And if you told me before the season that Beal was going to take the leap to All-Star and that Oubre was going to take the lead to, like, one of the best six men in the league and that Sadoransky was going to become a decent backup point guard, I would have told you we'd be easily top two or top three in the East. But the bigs have been horrible and Wall was struggling, and that's, what, that's what's held us back. Well, I know you don't like to hear this stuff, but mock draft loaded. 
with centers in the early to mid twenties. Loaded with centers. Yeah, I don't really care about that. <laughs> and let's see, you still got Gortat for one more season after this. He's going to be a super tradable asset, though. His contract is super affordable. He can still play. Um, so I think we can move him if we ever decide to do that. Yeah, and you have Ubre under contract for three more years. And goal two more after this year. So you have time. I like the idea of just gunning for next year because Cleveland, if they blow it up and Cleveland falls apart, then you're sitting there. It'll be Boston, Toronto, and then if you guys get a young center and you retool a little bit, you could be the Wizards could be right there. And I know this is crazy talk because Toronto has been so much better than us this year. But if we could, I mean, that's the problem with Wall's injury is like if we could have kept it. In the four or five seed, I think we easily would have gotten to the second round, and then who knows what happens there. Um, but I really just don't want to play Cleveland or Boston in the first round because I think we'll get knocked out. But if we could play Toronto or be in that four or five seed, I still think we can get to the second round. And and, uh, and who knows what happens against a young Boston team or against a struggling Cleveland team, who you haven't even mentioned. Love is out for two months, so who knows how far they're going to fall. You have to think they'll still stay in the top half. I mean, Toronto's right there. Wizards, like I said, I still think the Wizards will make the playoffs. And Toronto in the first round, or Boston even. I mean, you went to seven with Boston a year ago, and I know they're a different team. But I think if you guys are healthy, you know, the, you could say Wall's going to be fresh coming into the playoffs. You know, coming back in two months, it will be February, end of March, early April, playoffs start in May. You know, we'll have enough time to get the wheels greased again. I could see you guys being big, fine. Big Drew would, like, refuse to hear it. But I can promise you a young Boston team with the average age of, like, 23 and two of their best players, like, uh, you know, under 25, would not want to see a Washington team in the first round. It took them to seven last year. And now, surprisingly enough, because no Washington team other than, I guess the Nats and Caps are good, but we never talked about them. But the Wizards have been in the playoffs a bunch recently. So Wall, Beal, Porter, Gortat, they've all been there four or five times now, whereas a lot of this Boston team hasn't. I love it. I think it's a shoe in that the Wizards, whoever they play in the first round, unless it's maybe Cleveland, will be the best first-round series in the East, and that's without a doubt. Yeah. Because they're going to drop. And that doesn't mean the Wizards are going to win, but like, if you're Toronto or you're Cleveland or you're Boston, you don't want to face them in the first round, I think. And if they trade their first-round pick, I'm just Grunfeld should be fired immediately. Like, if they just make well, that trade. He should be fired immediately anyways, but if they do that, extra reason to fire him. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, you got a flight to catch the turkey, so... Thanks for calling in. Appreciate from the United Lounge and our sponsorship with the Sapphire Card. Have a safe trip. Anything you want to say closing out? Uh, no. I will uh, check the pot out from Miss Bumble. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Jesse, right. peace. Peace. All right. We are now joined by returning guest. Big fan of the pod, Big Drew. What up, Big Drew? Yo. Hey, Gollins. How's your life, kid? Well, not well. I just did 30 minutes with my brother complaining about the Redskins, which you don't even know what happened? No, I have no clue. I've been living under a rock. You literally like just lost all credibility with our fan base, but you, we call you on for NBA, so I'm not going to hold you Yeah, down. I'm hooped, so I'm 
dog. I ain't, my, my Patriots in the Super Bowl. I'm not worried about what the hell the Skins are doing. All right, you want to real quick, and then I want to talk Blake Griffin. Uh, the Redskins okay. traded a third-round pick, and they're promising young DB, Kendall Fuller, who I know you don't know, for Alex Smith and gave him a $71 million guaranteed contract, $93 million total, $71 guaranteed, and Kirk Cousins is gone. Uh, ew. Do you like Alex Smith in D.C. at all? Oh, that's a super ew. Do you wish they had re-signed Cousins at the high, making him the highest-paid player in the league or no? Uh, is there a third option? Both of those options sound horrible. Those were the two options. There's not a third option of draft a quarterback. I mean, you guys stink with Kirk. Like, is it Kirk? Kirk. Whatever. You stink with him. You're going to stink with Alex Smith. You might as well just draft one and develop somebody. Ugh, I hate that. <laughs> All right, well, I'm already in a super bad mood about that. Jesse says if he sees Cousins sign with the Broncos and go on to win a Super Bowl, he's quitting football forever. I think that's fair. Ooh, that's interesting. That yeah, the Broncos, Jacksonville, Jets, Cleveland, they all want him. Everyone, Arizona, everybody wants him. It's going to be a bidding war. It's going to be, like, unprecedented. The best quarterback they had free agency, like, ever. I mean, wasn't Alex Smith going to be the backup in Kansas City? Like, wasn't that rookie guy going to take his spot? Well, they wanted to ship. All these teams wanted him, apparently. Apparently, Cleveland really wanted him. Alex Smith? Yeah. He had 4,000 yards. 4,000 yards and 26 touchdowns last year. Five picks. Yeah, but like, also, let's look at the last eight years where he's been mediocre as shit and lost his starting spot in San Francisco and literally threw, like, a touchdown pass a year for three years in Kansas City. Terrible. That's horrible. Yeah, we're the Redskins. What do you expect? We're awful. We have the worst ownership, the worst management. Our team name is racist. We haven't been meaningful yeah, in 30 years. Come, come up to New England, dog. We'll no. teach you what's up. I mean, you want to talk Blake Griffin or the Super Bowl first? I don't want to talk uh, Let's talk football since we're in football. I went to the AFC Championship game. I was in New England. I mean, I, I didn't even enjoy watching the game because I knew the entire time the Patriots were coming back. It was an unbelievable game. I was sitting in the Jacksonville fan section because my friend gave me tickets, but I wasn't allowed to wear Patriots gear. But I was getting heckled by Patriots fans, which was an odd experience. So I love the Patriots, but I hate Patriots fans. They're pretty obnoxious. I've never been less excited for a Super Bowl in my life. I hate both teams with a passion, and I'm not rooting for anyone. I've never not rooted for anyone. I don't even. I just want both teams to lose. I don't you have care. to root for Tom Brady. No. Also, I when I was getting heckled by Patriots fans, they were telling me that I looked like a fake ass Blake Bortles. <laughs> He's pretty handsome. So that's that's a compliment, right? No, it's not a compliment. He's got a fat okay. face. Well, you got a fat face too. Thanks, dog. Uh, no, it's 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 just your bone structure, dog. Thanks, kid. Uh, I don't even know what to say to that. I'm not. I don't have to root for Brady, and like they're just total dominance. I hate the Patriots and their cheating organization, and I hate... Oh, well, that's such a cliche bullshit uh, thing to say. The Patriots just... don't cheat. The Patriots are... Like, you should read for the Patriots. This is about sustained dominance that you will never see again, or you're going to root for a fluky win by Nick Foles. Like, what does that accomplish? I Ugh. hate the Eagles, too. I hate record book. I, I hate the Eagles. They're my least favorite team in the division. I hate you the You should Fans. root for greatness... 
and sort of dominance that you will never see again in your life and not root for the Eagles. I guess one silver lining, maybe the Patriots win and Brady retires, even though I know for a fact that won't happen. Oh, he's not retiring. This whole thing is Tom versus time. He's going to try and play those 45. He's not going anywhere. I hate it. I just hate it. I don't even want to. I'm, I am excited for the food. It's my favorite eating day of the year. I'm just going to eat a lot of food and get drunk. I don't, even care. I don't even care who wins. I really have nothing. I, I have no comments on the game at all. I'm just a all right. um, Sounds I, like there's nothing else to talk about there, then. I hate football. Let's talk about Blake Griffin. Okay. Blake Griffin traded to the Pistons. Tobias yep. Harris, Avery Bradley, your boy. Boban and a draft pick or two draft picks. Uh, Bryce, I don't know, Griffin and two throw-ins. Bryce Johnson was a first-round pick a year ago. Do you like Blake Griffin in Detroit? Do you like the Clippers resetting? What do you think? Um, I, I don't think this is going to do a lot for the Clippers long-term. I don't think any of those pieces are sort of like foundational pieces, so I think they'll just sort of middle sort of in the bottom third for a while, and I think it's going to be pretty Clipper-esque and bad for the next couple of years. Um, for Blake going to Detroit, I think Blake is very talented. You know, a couple of years ago, he was probably a top 10 NBA player. Um, I think he's talented. I don't know how much better this makes them. Like, in this NBA, you need to be able to sort of spread the floor and shoot, and this sort of makes them like a shittier version of the Pelicans, like having two dominant bigs. Um, so I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think this makes them any sort of contender or even a sniff of a contender. Um, and I just think in this NBA, you have to have great guards and great shooters. and They don't have that, but build around two big men. Um, I don't know. I don't think this makes them that great. I think this will not have a fairy book. Ending. Well, I, I agree with you with the Clippers. I mean, I, I don't hate them resetting and moving them, and I kind of like that it wasn't announced that they were going to trade them for six months so teams could lowball them again and again and again, like we've seen with all these other stars that everyone knew was getting traded. Mello, Paul George, Boogie. But with Detroit, one, I'm like, there's been heavy, heavy dumping on Detroit for making this trade. For a lot of things like, oh, that Blake and, and DeAndre aren't going to work. It didn't work with, the, you know, with our boy... DeAndre Jordan and, and Blake in L.A. But I'm kind of proud of the Clippers. Like, I feel like people have been so negative on Blake that it's gone on, like, too far to the negative. And, yes, he has been has an injury history, which I've, like, crushed him for on this podcast. And, yes, his athleticism's declining. He's still averaging 23, 8, and 5. Like, he's still an awesome frontcourt player. No, he's definitely still good. And even as he ages in his athleticism, his game will change. But I think he's so talented that if, if he could stay healthy, you could still win with him. I think if they move, I think I don't believe in him and, and Drummond together. I think they have to trade Drummond. And if they trade Drummond for like wing players down the road, and they kind of. But isn't Drummond younger and maybe better and less of an injury risk? Like, you're going to then trade sort of a more of a sure thing. Like, so neither of those guys can be the best player on a championship team. Do you agree? I agree, but I feel better about Blake in that role than Drummond. But continue. So, well, it, so neither of those guys is going to be your A player to win a title. At best case scenario, they're your second, maybe third. 
So I don't know if you trade sort of the younger, stronger, more of a sure thing second, third option for a riskier sort of brittle second, third option who is sort of declining and who also is like a bitch who people don't like. Like that's never a good thing either. That's fair. Let's see. How old is Blake is? Where did I put it? I lost it. DeAndre is younger. But I, they just traded for Blake. So what you're telling me they're going to get Blake and then the, the move is to turn around and ship him away? I mean, they've got to give it at least. No, I, well, I don't know what their move is. Like, I, they, don't, they don't have many assets. Now. I, I just I don't, I don't really get the trade because it makes them, like, a more sure thing to be the sixth seed but losing the first round. And, like, I don't know where you go next year. Like, their guards still suck. They don't really have any, like, super young, talented guys. I just, don't, I just don't know where they go from here. I don't think they trade either is the problem. I think, for all the reasons you said, Drummond is more movable. You, I think they have to go in with Blake. And I don't think it's a horrible move in the East. It's not a championship move, but they can't get free agent. They, we could agree that their roster sucked, right? Like, we hated them. Oh. A week ago, yeah. we hated them. So they suck. And then, so they had to make a move. I'm not saying this was the right move. But if you get Blake, and then if, if you could trade Drummond this summer and get guards and wing players, like, let's say they offered him to the Wizards. I always go to the Wizards. I don't know why. I just, we talk about them so much. Yeah. Or anyone, and get a young wing player. What about the Celtics? They need a big, oh, no, they have Horford. If they could get and move Blake to the five, I feel like that could work because they can't get free agents. Nobody signs there. The only way they get players is to overpay or overtrade, and that's what they had to do well, to get what, Blake. So you're going to, like, I just, I'd rather have Harris, Avery Bradley, and Drummond than Blake and, like, whatever guard you're going to trade Drummond for, honestly. Mm, that's fair. So you hate it. You hate it for Detroit. You hate it for the Clippers. You just hate this trade. Yeah, I don't think it made anybody better in the short or long term. Are you interested to see Detroit at all going forward? Oh, for sure. I mean, just like I was interested to see how the Pelicans would do it and just how I was interested to see how the Grizzlies would play when it was Debo and uh, uh, Gasol pounding. Like, I'll, like, I'm interested to see how they play. Um, but I'm not like, no, I don't, I'm not interested to see how far they go in the playoffs because I already know the answer. So I think you're right. As the roster is currently constructed, I agree with you. They're not a they're not a contender. They're probably I don't even think they'll make the playoffs this year. They'll make the playoffs. I don't know. Where are the standings? Right here. They are currently the nine seed. They have to. They're two games behind Philly. Do you think they'll catch Philly? Philly's pretty good. I think that, uh, well, tell me the eight, seven, six. Pacers. 28 and 23, Milwaukee 27 and 22, and they have Giannis. They're not going to catch Milwaukee. I think they'll, I, they will catch either Indiana or they'll catch Indiana. Sixers will make the playoffs and they'll catch Indiana. Indiana's going to fizzle here. I think you this, heard it here. I think they're a team in transition. I think they need to continue to alter this roster over the summer. I think the Clippers, if it doesn't work, I mean, the Clippers are going to be looking at two lottery picks, which good for them, between their own and Detroit's. I am now Team Blake Griffin again. I was out on him because he was always hurt and whatever. Now I'm kind of back in on him because everyone just dumped on him and into this trade. I feel like he's still a beast. And I think even as he gets older, he could still be good if he maybe stays healthy. He's going to be making like $40 million in like three years. 
which is just. I just don't know if he's gonna be that good. Like I, I just don't really like his game. I don't know. I'm not. I've never been a Blake fan. I think he's not gonna age that well. His jumper's not that tight or smooth. Sort of a slow release. Um, and if people aren't scared that he's gonna blow by them, then they'll actually sort of face guard him, and then his jumper's gonna be horrible. So I don't see him aging that well. I hate his game. I hate his swagger. I think he's a bitch. All right, Big Drew, always telling it like it is. Agree to disagree. That's basically it, though. I just wanted big trade. The deadline's approaching. There's a lot of not huge names out there. Celtics are going to make a trade, yes or no? I think no. Yeah, Bill Simmons tweeted today, uh, Marcus Smart in a first for Tariq Evans, which had every, I looked at his responses and had every Boston what? fan freaking out. Why would we do that? Because Tariq Evans, like, statistically is having this super awesome year. And Jesus, I, would, I don't think I would trade Marcus Smart straight up for Tariq Evans. I think that also factors in the Smart as a free agent at the end of the year. But so is Tariq Evans. I agree. I, I mean, his mentions were – I saw that. I'm like, ooh, that's, that's not going to go over well with the Boston fan base. And I looked at his mentions, and everybody was just freaking out. Yeah, so, I mean, that's sort of like your Alex Smith thing. Like, yeah, he might have had an okay year last year. Like, maybe Tariq Evans having a good year this year. But let's look at the last eight years. And at a certain point, there's going to be regression to the mean. And I would not trade any assets for Tariq Evans. Yeah, I'm just depressed about sports now. Between the Redskins, the Super Bowl, Knicks just kind of floundering. The, the biggest storyline in New York over the last two weeks is Trey Burke. They picked out of the D-League and is, like, playing well. Trey Burke, resurgence. You know, so picked him off the scrap. He was a lottery pick three years ago. Yeah. Okay, you can have that. We suck. All right, Big Drew, thanks for coming on. Any developments with you? Not a thing. I'm about to play hoops myself in about 15 minutes, see if I still got it. And uh, the Dana Clips forever, greatest intramural basketball team of all time. And that's it. All right, big dog. We're out. A depressing podcast all in all, but we keep you informed. Emergency pod. And uh, we'll get you back on after the deadline. Hell yeah. Love you forever. All right, dog. Peace, big dog. Down good along with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali. You can't get them out of your mind, no They talk about the sports all the time